Hello and welcome to The Whistler from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Whistler. Presented by the United States Air Forces in Europe. I am the Whistler, and I know many things, for I walk by night. I know many strange tales hidden in the hearts of men and women who have stepped into the shadows. Yes, I know the nameless terrors of which they dare not speak. And now, the Whistler's strange story. Man from Calais. Night, and a thick gray blanket of fog had descended over the city. As Laura Ames, former American, now of London, hurried along the deserted residential street, she stopped occasionally, glanced over her shoulder and listened and then hurried on again, certain that the unseen footsteps she'd been hearing in the gray fog behind her were those of someone deliberately following her. As she turned into Delavan Square and broke into a half run, Laura was trembling with fright. And you have good reason to be frightened, haven't you, Laura? You have had for two days. When you finally reach the steps of your rooming house, you fumble frantically in your purse. House keys, Laura. You couldn't have lost them. But you don't seem to have them. And back there in the fog, the footsteps coming closer and closer. Laura, dearie. Oh, Mrs. Reeves. Thank goodness. Oh, you're so late coming home from the office. Oh, yes. There were some last-minute letters to get out. Dear me, I was becoming quite worried. All this fog and what with that killer wandering around the streets. Why, dearie, you're shivering. I'll, I'll be all right. Here, let me fix you some tea. Oh, no, don't bother. You're going out? Yes, but not alone, mind you. My son Frank and his wife are taking me to the cinema. Only take me a moment to fix your tea. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Reeves. Uh, I'll manage. Oh, that must be Frank now. Yes, there's his car. Well, you run along. Well, ta-ta. Yes, Laura. There's a killer loose somewhere in the city of London. And the police are certain he's already claimed three lives. The last victim being young Mr. Pomeroy, a boarder in this very house, who met his death only two nights ago on a quiet side street, close to where you live. You hurry into the kitchen, turn the gas on under the kettle, place the tea things on a tray and carry them back into the parlor. Then suddenly you stop and the tray slips from your hands. A man, Laura, standing in the hallway. A stranger. Oh, I'm dreadfully sorry. I didn't mean to startle you. Who? Who are you? What? Name's Follett. C.J. Follett. How did you get in here? Key. I'm the new boarder. I moved in this afternoon. Oh. Oh. 
I feel much better now. Nothing like a brisk cup of tea after an evening stroll. Oh, I agree. Funny, I never cared much for tea until I came to England. Wouldn't have anything else now. You're American, aren't you? Yes. From upstate New York. Been in England long? Since the war, and I love it. Especially London and this house. Yes. Too bad about Mr. Pomeroy, wasn't it? Yes. It was quite a shock to all of us. Yes, I dare say it. Happened close by, as I understand. In St. Margaret's Mews. Naturally, we've all been a bit on edge. When are they going to catch this fiend? Oh, but they have, haven't you heard? What? Yes, came over the BBC about an hour ago. Police caught the chap in a hotel over in the West End. Oh, oh thank goodness. Are they certain he's the one? Oh, quite. He confessed to the crimes. That is, except the last. He denies killing your Mr. Pomeroy. Oh, but surely the police don't believe that. Oh, yes, they do. You see, they've definite proof he was holed up in that hotel room the past four days and nights. And Mr. Pomeroy was killed only two nights ago. I see. Now, it seems someone else killed Mr. Pomeroy. Well, that's uh, the front door, isn't it? Uh, shall I... Oh, oh, no, I'll answer it. Well, darling, this is a pleasant surprise. Come on in. I was just having a pleasant chat with Mr. Follett, one of our new boarders. He moved in this afternoon. Oh, Mr. Follett. Yes? I'd like you to meet Charles Ainsley, my fiancé. Mr. Ainsley? How do you do, Mr. Follett? Oh, darling, I didn't get back from the office until quite late. Haven't had a thing except tea. Why don't we drive over to Armand's, have supper? Uh, of course. Will you two sit down and get acquainted? I'll run up to my room and change. Well, Charlie, you were saying something about Pomeroy. Yes. Why did you do it, Laura? Why? Do what, darling? Stop fooling with me, Laura. This is serious. You killed him, didn't you? Didn't you? What are you talking about? Oh, come off it. You've been playing up to Pomeroy for months, trying to find out what he was up to, where he got his money. Yes, and I found out, too. He told me why he took a trip to Dover every week. He did? Yes. He always met a man there. He was working with a mysterious man from Calais. I never found out his name, but I did find out why Pomeroy met him each week. You must have become very friendly with Pomeroy. Of course I did. I wanted to know what he was up to. And what do you think, Charlie? Our Mr. Pomeroy was involved in a flourishing little racket. Forged passports. Forged passports? Yes. After his meeting in Dover every Friday with this man from Calais, Pomeroy always came back with a lot of money. So that's why you waited for him in St. Margaret's Mews. That's why you killed him. I killed Pomeroy? Yes, you know very well you did. Oh, all right, Charlie. I didn't mean to. Honestly, I didn't. I only wanted to knock him out. Oh, I guess I hit him too hard. I wanted the money, don't you see? I had to have it for us. So now you have the money. Pomeroy's money. And it's all changed. Nothing's changed, Charlie. I don't have the money. What? Something went wrong the other night. Pomeroy must not have established contact with the man from Calais. He didn't have any money with him. All I found on him were the passports. You didn't take them? Of course I did. A dozen of them. Laura, for heaven's sakes, if the police catch you... It... Oh, they won't. I've hidden them away. But, Laura, don't... Stop worrying. The police aren't concerned about me. They don't suspect a thing. Don't they? 
Then what's he doing back there at the boarding house? That Mr. Follett. What? What do you mean? I recognized him the moment I saw him. Your Mr. Follett happens to be Inspector Follett of Scotland Yard. comes as a shock, doesn't it, Laura? The sudden knowledge that the new boarder at Mrs. Reeves, the man who calls himself Mr. Follett, is actually an inspector from Scotland Yard. His coming there has something to do with Tom Pomeroy's death. Yes, you're certain of that. But you're not certain how much the inspector knows, suspects. Because of plans you've made, his appearance complicates matters, doesn't it? And then there's your boyfriend, Charles Ainsley. In the restaurant that evening, he's not at all happy with what you've done. He's angry and frightened. I tell you, Laura, you're a fool to go on with this. Am I, darling? Why? True, there's a police inspector staying at the boarding house. But he can't possibly know I killed Pomeroy, can he? No one knows except the two of us. And you won't say anything, will you? I should. But feeling as I do about you, I don't suppose I will. Especially since you say it was really an accident. That you only meant to knock him out. It was an accident, Charlie, honestly. I wouldn't have tried to kill him for anything. Oh, you do believe me, don't you? I suppose so. But you've got to give up this wild scheme. Get rid of those passports. Sorry, I don't intend to. But what good are they to you? I can convert them into cash. They'll bring a very good price on the continent. After all, that's how Pomroy was making his money. Why can't I? For one thing, you don't know who his contact was, this man from Calais. Ah, but I do know they met at the Ram's Head Inn at Dover. Laura, you can't possibly hope to find this man. Give it up. I beg you, Laura, give it up. It's no use, Charlie. I won't. I'm just going to sit tight, keep my eye on Inspector Follett. Let him do his investigating. He can't prove a thing. And when this affair cools down, I'll find a way of getting rid of the passport. Laura, for the last time... Shall we look at the menu, darling? I'm starving. Oh, Miss Ames. Why, Mr. Follett, still up? Yes, I was waiting for you to return. You have a nice supper? Very. Miss Ames, might we have a private chat? Of course. In here, in the parlor. And we can shut the door. As you wish. Uh, do, do sit down. Thank you. Well, Mr. Follett? That young man of yours... Charlie? Yes. You known him long? Several months, why? What does he do for his livelihood, I mean? Oh, he's a salesman. Right now, he's selling cars, mostly used cars. Oh, yes, of course. He, uh, he represents uh, Berwick and Sloan, doesn't he? That's right. Uh, oh, that's where I've seen him. I knew I'd seen him somewhere before. I was out there several times about six weeks ago when Berwick and Sloan were having a difficult time with a very clever car thief. I recall now, I chatted with your young man for a few moments. He was quite helpful. He, um, he recognized me, I suppose. As a matter of fact, he did, Inspector. Hmm. I was afraid of that. Well, there's no great harm down there. Miss Ames, I'd like to ask you a favor. What is it, Inspector? Uh, uh, Mr. Follett, if you don't mind. I'd, I'd rather the others in the house didn't know. Oh, anything you say, of course, but... I dare say you'd like some sort of an explanation. Your being here has something to do with Mr. Pomroy's death, perhaps. Yes. 
You see, we've suspected for some time that he was involved in a forged passport operation. Forged passports? Mr. Pomeroy? Why, I can't believe it. Nevertheless, it's true. Actually, he was only a runner, a courier, you might call him, working for a master forger. What? Yes. We think one of this forger's top aides resides here in this house. Here? Why, that's incredible. Surely you can't suspect old Mr. Montrose or, or Amos Swinton oh, or... I've been rather frank with you, Miss Ames, but I'm sure you understand that I can't tell you the name of our suspect. I'd much prefer you didn't even try to guess. And I must also ask you that you keep this little chat of ours highly confidential. Why, yes, of course, Inspector... Mr. Follett, of course. You breathe a sigh of relief, don't you, Laura, as you hurry up to your room. The police don't suspect you of a thing. No, it's someone else they're interested in. Someone in the house they think Pomeroy worked for. And it's easy for you to venture a guess as to whom that someone is. Yes, quiet, mild-mannered Mr. Farnsgate, who runs the tobacco shop on the corner. He and Pomeroy were very friendly, weren't they? And Pomeroy spent a great deal of time at the shop. He could be the man Inspector Follett is watching, couldn't he? And you're determined to find out for certain. The following morning after breakfast, you try to see Farnsgate alone before he leaves for his tobacco shop. And as you hoped, he follows his usual custom and goes into the parlor to glance over the morning paper. Mr. Farnsgate? Yes, my dear? I'm just bursting to tell someone. And I know I can trust you. Of course, you won't breathe a word of this. Uh, not a word. <laughs> it's about Mr. Follett. What do you suppose he's doing here? Follett? Well, just what the rest of us are doing, I suppose. Enjoying Mrs. Reeves' hospitality. I mean, he really isn't Mr. Follett at all. Uh, what's this? My boyfriend recognized him last night. He's really Inspector Follett of Scotland Yard. What? Imagine it. Living right here in the house. Oh, dear me, dear me. An inspector from the yard, eh? Must have something to do with the dreadful thing that happened to Mr. Pomeroy, don't you think? Yes, yes, I should imagine that's it. Well, what do you suppose he's up to? Well, it's hard to say. No need for us to become alarmed, however. The police work in strange ways, my dear. Strange ways. You watch Mr. Farnsgate lean back in his chair, pretend to go on reading his paper. But you know his mind is working furiously. Yes, you're certain the news you've confided to him has come as a definite shock. A few minutes later, you go up to your room and then tiptoe back along the hall to the head of the stairs and wait. Finally, you see Farnsgate step out of the parlor, look around cautiously, and then dart back inside. You slip quietly down the stairs and... Listen, just outside the parlor door as he places a phone call. Yes, Ramsgate in, in Dover. It was a shot in the dark, wasn't it, Laura? And you're certain it's hit its mark. Yes, Farnsgate is frightened. And you're positive he's calling the one man you want to find. Hello? Mr. Vincent, please. Yes, Vincent. Oh, he isn't registered, but he's expected sometime this evening. 
No, no message. Thank you. Uh, I'll call him this evening. Oh, it's you, Laura. My, my. Not a very warm reception, I must say. Come in. Sorry if I disturbed your slumber. But it's time you were up anyway. Didn't sleep very well last night, I'm afraid. Hmm? Conscience bothering you? As a matter of fact, yes. Oh, shouldn't let it, you know. Easy, I suppose, for you to say. My, aren't you in a mood this morning? Well, a nice long drive will change all that. Do you good to get out. Get out of this musty old flat. Drive? I wasn't aware we'd planned anything. Well, sometimes things come up rather suddenly, darling. You said I'd never find the man from Calais. Well, I have. What? Yes. A wonderful stroke of luck. Well, I won't go into all the boring details, but I have found him. I know who he is, where he is, and I intend to see him. You want me to drive you down to Dover, is that it? Oh, be a darling. No, Laura. I don't want any part of this. Mm. I was afraid you'd say that. Give this whole thing up, Laura, please. And if I don't? If you don't, well... I know, as you said, you don't want any part of this. And I suppose that includes me. I'm afraid it does. All right. If that's the way it's got to be. Laura, if you'll only listen to reason... Save your breath, darling. I won't change my mind. Either you're in this with me or you're not. And since you're not, well, we simply call it quits right here and now. That afternoon, you're aboard the train speeding toward Dover. Certain you'll have no difficulty in making a satisfactory deal with Mr. Vincent, the man from Calais. You're sure he'll buy the passport you took from Mr. Pomeroy, if only to avoid later complications with you. And you're really not sorry about Charlie, are you? No. He seems a nice young man, but weak. Too weak for you, isn't he, Laura? And you're glad that's all over. It's early afternoon when you arrive in Dover and register at a small hotel. When you're settled in your room, you phone the Ramsgate Inn. Ramsgate Inn? I'd like to speak to Mr. Vincent, please. Vincent? Yes. I'm sorry, miss, but Mr. Vincent hasn't arrived. He's a reservation and we're expecting him quite soon. Oh? When he comes in, will you please have him call Miss Ames? Ames? Yes, Laura Ames. I'm at the Dover Inn. I'll tell him, Miss Ames. Tell Mr. Vincent to phone as soon as he arrives, will you please? It's rather important. Just as soon as he arrives, Miss Ames. Yes? Miss Ames? That's right. I'm Mr. Vincent. You left word for me to phone you as soon as I arrive. Yes. I was rather anxious to talk to you, Mr. Vincent, on a business matter. What sort of business? It concerns a package I received from Mr. Pomeroy. Pomeroy? Yes. It isn't worth a great deal to me. I thought perhaps you'd be interested in buying it. Just what kind of a package is it, Miss Ames? Well, if you're interested, I'd, I'd prefer to discuss it with you personally rather than over the phone. Perhaps that would be better. Shall we say at uh, dinner? 
I don't see why not. Very well. I'll pick you up in an hour. We'll drive out in the country somewhere. I know several charming spots. Sounds very nice. I'll expect you in an hour. Questioning was over now, and the captured criminal stared blankly at the group of police authorities surrounding him. Only a few details remained before the case could be marked closed, because Mr. Vincent had been apprehended at the scene a moment after the crime had taken place. Yes, it was all over, and Scotland Yard Inspector Follett's manner was relaxed as he summed up the results of his investigation. That's strange. We shadow Farnsgate, follow him to Dover, and find you. Tell me, Fansgate, were you aware we were watching you? Yes. I came to Dover to warn Vincent you were on our trail. What about the girl? Where does she fit in? Laura Ames? I, I don't know. I had no idea she'd left London. Seems you had no idea of a number of things, especially the true identity of Mr. Vincent. No, no, I didn't. He always used a French accent. I'm sure Miss Ames didn't know either. If she had, she wouldn't have come all the way over here to Dover. Uh, that's probably true. All right, Mr. Vincent, or should I say Charlie, you want to tell us why you shot Miss Ames? She wouldn't stop. Insisted on getting directly to Vincent. That must have been quite a surprise, a young man turning out to be the mysterious man from Calais. Quite a surprise. And once she knew you were Mr. Vincent, you had to eliminate her. Is that right? That's right. There was no other way to stop a girl like Laura. I rather cared for her, too. The Whistler. Listen next week when once again the United States Air Forces in Europe present The Whistler. <laughs>